women seek out all manner of ghouls and ghosts. Their passion for poltergeist pummeling is unrivaled. No house is too haunted, no truth too terrifying for the Spectre Seekers. Just a little recap, the four of you got pretty deep into this investigation, starting to look into this house, and then got interrupted by a little child ghost. Alton seems to have disappeared and then reappeared, possessed, and pushed the four of you out of the house, and now you are all coming to realize that you're trapped. The woods have closed up around you, and seems the only way out of this situation is to somehow take care of this ghost or die. I'd prefer to do the first one. So the van is still there though, correct? Yes, mm-hmm. the van is relatively untouched. I mean, the door is just kind of hanging open at this point. I shut the door. Can we all kind of scramble back to the van? Yes. As you guys are getting back to the van, you see that the windows that you were blown out of um, were some of this stained glass that Evelyn was speaking about earlier. Mm-hmm. But you all make your way back to the van and as you pile in, you bring Evelyn in with you and it's a little cramped in there, but Sophie, you've kind of set it up so with the help of Thelma so that you can all fit in there relatively comfortable and be able to do what you need to. And you get the door closed behind you. And as you do, you can see out in the lawn in front of the house, Alton is standing surrounded by five of the children ghosts, three girls and two boys. And as he's standing there, it seems that some of their spectral forms are flowing into Alton. And as this is happening, the the black aura that is around him and burning through his eyes starts to pulsate and get stronger. And then- Wait. Yes? Wait, are we, we're like in the van and this is like as the doors are closing? Yeah, as you guys kind of close the door behind you and looked back towards the house. And we see them in the yard? Yes. I throw myself at the door like as it closes and I'm like, wait, something's happening to them. They're, that's how the children are being lost. They're, they're being absorbed. And as you're saying I, that, I you're kind of her fumbling with her the handle. In. Yeah, close the door. <laughs> I tell her, yeah, I say, we need to come up with a plan. We can't just go at this without a plan. He's already shown how powerful he is. And, and as you're saying this, uh, Alton and the children just disappear. They don't fade away, they just snap, disappear. They're in trouble. We're in trouble! (laughs) Your face is in trouble. As this happens, you can see that Evelyn is also very distraught, and she says, you must help those children, those poor children, but I fear for your friend's life even, even more. He seems, he seems pretty swept up in all of this, and- Friend is a strong word, but yeah, I mean, I, I don't want anything bad to happen to you. Yeah, you know, either. number one priority, save the living. And Leave if we no l- one behind. <laughs> yes. He does book jobs for us. 
<laughs> yeah, he found That's this mostly why I'm concerned. So you guys have a, a few clues to work from through your investigation. I mean, Evelyn told you that the ghosts don't seem to like cast iron. They especially don't seem to like when light is cast through stained glass. I get my small cast iron camping stove out of the back. Oh, perfect. All right. <laughs> and just hold on to that. <laughs> I want to go check on Evelyn, though, like, now that we're in here, I mean, we did just get thrown out of windows, and she is an older woman. Yeah, we should check on her. <laughs> and I just got chided for not thinking enough about the living. So I'm going over there and, are you okay? Are, are you... Are you hurt? As you're looking her over and she's also kind of taking stock of herself, all four of you notice that you all kind of have little cuts and nothing, you know, anything major that would do you any real harm just from getting blown out of a window. Exactly. Destiny, as you're looking over Evelyn, you notice that she's completely untouched, almost as if she was protected in some way. Oh. She's our shield. I mean, no. (laughs) (laughs) Bait. Wow. Um... I'm going to look at her and, and just kind of say, interesting. Evelyn says, well, I, it, it could be something to do with me living in the house my entire life. I was actually born in the house. My mother gave birth to me in Mary's room. Oh, well. I've always had a very special connection with the house. Does Ev- Evelyn have any, like, magic about her? Like, does she seem maybe haunted no i mean she seems like a normal person she doesn't seem like there's anything really different about her um just was maybe there that... anything unnatural about your birth she says no there there's there was nothing unusual about my birth although my mother did die in childbirth but maybe it's her mom protecting her or not so you're an orphan well no my father did raise me yes you're i'm half an orphan yes <laughs> <laughs> I'm a half orphan. Oh, no. She says, yes, my mother died in childbirth, and I don't know, most of my life, I've, like I said, I've always gotten along with the ghosts and always felt a very special connection to them. Have you ever seen your mom in the house? No, but I I have felt her presence every now and then, especially recently. Maybe they're protecting you. It sounds like your mother is protecting you. Yeah. I would like to think so. Can you ask her to protect us, or is that kind of... I don't... Not how this whole thing works. I don't know. You, I mean, I've only got experience with these ghosts. You, I would imagine, have experience with many other ghosts. I've only seen a couple episodes of your show, by the way. (laughs) I would say that, yes, our job is not usually quite this dangerous. We're not usually thrown out of windows, but we'll do everything we can. And then I kind of turn back to everyone and say, okay, so what's the plan? Well, I think that because they avoid these windows with the light shining through them that maybe that could be something we could use to our advantage uh we have we all have flashlights i assume and we also have headlights on the van that we could maybe point towards the house i probably also have a light on the camera Mm -hmm. so maybe we need to use some of these shards of glass but i don't know if we can trap this ghost somehow i'm not really sure what to you know this isn't really our mo you know yeah, this is a bit different from the last this is ghost quite a that bit you different. dealt with. I feel like where, this is more like an expelling of a ghost. So yeah, we you were more saving saving a little girl and cutting a ghost off from the house, and this is more man-possessed. 
needing to be unpossessed. Yeah, we need to save Alton. Yeah. So how do how do we get Alton out of the house? So I would say as you, as you guys are kind of talking to each other and thinking about different ways to to do this, you kind of all, you know, you know the the iron is important and the glass is important and you would reasonably come to the the conclusion that using these two you may be able to, you know, kind of either cleanse Alton or at least disperse the ghost from Alton because the the effect of iron on ghosts is it has a dispersing effect it makes them disappear for a while I raise my cast iron up together. and I'm like I've been wanting to thump Alton for a while <laughs> I just throw it at his head <laughs> so our axe is made of steel or iron could I choose <laughs> I have an axe <laughs> by the way I mean iron steel it's basically the same thing it might not be as powerful <laughs> okay Cass, if iron is something that uh frida has known about as a weakness for ghosts i don't see why she wouldn't try and yeah 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 make an iron, iron an iron like axe an iron i like axe. that <laughs> yes i like that too so as you guys are kind of all de- deciding what you should do here maybe you know try to attack him somehow or or pin him down in some way uh you start to hear a scraping noise outside Ugh. and as you kind of turn thinking about my van uh well as you turn your attention outwards <laughs> you could tell that it's not quite coming from the van but you see sparks lighting up across the top of the hood of Alton's Impala and you see fine scratches being ground into the into the hood behind these sparks oh, that are coming well, out. They're leaving us the message. Not, Alton's not gonna like that. <laughs> <laughs> are you guys gonna go check out what's happening there? I'm gonna look at it from inside the van. We're all just peering out the front window. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> Let's drive the van into the house. <laughs> Our mobile safe spot. <laughs> uh, yes. As you're all kind of crowding the windows and watching this happen, it only lasts for a few seconds and then stops. And from your perspective, you can see that it's definitely scratched some sort of words into the top of this, but you can't. Do you read think what it's it safe to go there. outside and look at this? Maybe I, we should I just look pull at the Thelma. van forward up next <laughs> yeah. to the van. It's just like, okay. I don't see okay. why we wouldn't just so do yeah, that. Sophie, you get in the driver's seat and you're like, I got this. <laughs> <laughs> Inch the van up closer, and you guys are able to see that carved into the hood of this Impala are the words, help me. Oh, okay, great. Do you think Alton's sending us a message? I feel like he wouldn't destroy his car like this, though. Yes. Well, it's someone that clearly needs help. So I uh, I grab my axe in one hand, I guess, and the camera in the other hand, and, <laughs> and go yeah. and open the, open the door. I'm ready to party. Let's go. Right. I grab my uh, my boom and my cast iron skillet and come with you. <laughs> All right. Don't forget cookies. Yeah, I, I have pockets full. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thelma has her magical dagger in hand. I don't know how useful it is going to be, but oh, yeah, we never did talk about that. She just needs a, a weapon to feel safe. Right so now. I'd say we could we could probably resolve that kind of in fiction real quick of like it's your ghost fighting dagger I would imagine since you're all about hunting down ghosts I so, so. Uh, I would say it's just like because most 
daggers wouldn't be made of like pure iron, but maybe it is. it's like blessed or something. Yeah, Destiny, do you arm yourself in any way, or are you just kind of following? Nope. <laughs> I grab my purse. Yes. As the four of you step out of the van, the Evelyn... best tool ever. Yeah, it's multi-tool. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Evelyn says, "Could you, could you four be a dear and close the door on your way out? I, I think I'd." Like to stay here. Yes, I show her where the water is. Where's some snacks and things. Oh, can we pull a bunk down from the wall for her? I only open one snack drawer for her. Only one. Only one. <laughs> you can you can eat from this one. Yeah. I'm just like, there's snacks here. She doesn't even have to know there are other That's, snacks. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just like I have literal stashes everywhere. <laughs> and then we pull a bunk down, maybe if a few papers fall off as we Kind of like put mattress and yeah, yeah. Like, okay, yeah you flip down fine. the visors and like candy falls out. Yeah. <laughs> As the four of you are getting out of the van, you notice that the the air around the house has completely changed. Where this was kind of a late winter warm night has turned into a positively wintry winter night <laughs> and just cold but not snow no snow no no nothing like that it's just extremely cold now like you can feel the ice in the air even though there's no yeah. ice in the air we can see the exactly. breath exactly uh, yeah your, breath. your breaths are now uh, steamy or you're yeah yep yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, is there a different way to say so that no <laughs> nope, that's nope. got it in one <laughs> You're also, Frida and Sophie, on your equipment, you are now picking up wild, peaking static all the time. It's just like, almost like someone on the knob of an AM radio just going back and forth and back and forth. I take off one of my earpieces. Well, I hope you guys are okay with this not actually being an episode. Because we can't see anything. (laughs) Just letting you all know. (laughs) Yeah, your equipment is bugging out. As the four of you start to approach the house directly in front of you a small child materializes and says help me is it the same small child no this one is a different boy he looks to be about four or five and he was one of the boys that was outside when alton was draining the children though Uh, and half of his face almost looks to be missing slash coming apart What's your unfinished business? I don't think this is a ghost. I think this is something that like eats spectral things. A ghost eater? Yeah. As as the child, you know, as soon as it appears, it a disappears soul again. Eater. I run for it and like I I try to kind of like wrap it in a hug and until it disappears and then I'm just like shocked. And I go try to pull her back as she's like, no, try to intervene. Like, what are you doing? Don't touch the ghosts. He needed help. He's- I didn't touch the ghost. It- as this is happening, you hear throughout the house, windows breaking, the sounds of what could be furniture being smashed. And from the third story on the left side of the house, a bed flies out of one of the windows. And this house just becomes huh. immensely active. Mm. I don't know if I want to go in there, guys. So, like, monster house. Great. Oh, no. Does the door look like a hungry mouth? No, the door is actually hanging open. So we left the lights shining on the window, on the windows from the van. Yeah, you, okay, you pulled the van around to, like, Yeah, well, I figured we were already in. in front of the house. We just left the lights on to shine through the windows. Okay. You enter the house. The entryway is completely changed. 
where Evelyn had it decorated in a more modern sensibility, it appears as though it would have been when this place was first built. Very simple decoration and a few signs on the walls to denote that it is the Hartness House Orphanage. Is Does anything look broken, though? Like, it looks like it's it's back in an origin state, but are things still broken? No, everything is in its pristine original state, basically. Like, almost like stepping through the door, you time-traveled back to okay. the... Okay, yeah. Like, that's the impression, yeah. I also want to make note that I have a piece of that stained glass with me. Okay, you grabbed a piece as yeah. you guys were coming in. Yeah. So yeah, it just appears to be like you've gone back, back to when this time. place was first built. And as you start to move through the building, you notice that none of the changes that had happened over the years has happened. And you are in the original orphanage. And as you, you start to move through, you realize that the layout of this place is a bit different than it was before and where Mary's room was was actually built right behind the entryway and the rest of what would have been the back half of the house in a way is just open there's still the three stories but the three stories are kind of go up in a staircase but they're open so somebody standing at the bottom would be able to see what is going on on each level so they could have a bunch of children there and be able to manage them somewhat by themselves you see that there are beds on every level and they are all neatly made some of them are normal size but a lot of them are sized for children in every single one of the beds you see a small stuffed animal some of the beds the stuffed animal looks burnt to a crisp and some of them they don't they look brand new Hmm. there are a few that are kind of half rotted i think with a bunch of beds that I am very tempted to go lay down and I should probably act under pressure to like not do that. Okay. I say out loud that they probably should have had a quarantine room for all the sick kids. <laughs> yeah, they probably like this should've. is just a terrible design, honestly, guys. <laughs> so yeah, go ahead and uh, act under pressure to keep yourself from giving into this situation. <laughs> okay, so I uh, I rolled a, an eight. Okay. The keeper's going to give you a worse outcome, a hard choice, or a price to pay. So I would say that in this moment, you feel very connected to this, this whole situation, and you feel the ghost side of you start to to scream out and, and call to you to be part of this scene that you're seeing, if that makes sense. Okay. Yeah. As you're feeling this pull, you can feel your body start to fade out a bit and you become a little ethereal and give away a little bit of your ghostly nature. I go and sit down on one of the beds and pick up one of the stuffed animals. As you do this, Frida, Sophie, and Thelma, you see destiny for what she is now. You all can clearly tell that she is either a ghost herself or has a ghost inside of her. I grab Frida by the shoulder because I feel like she's about to freak out. (laughs) (laughs) Thelma is probably speechless for the first time in her life. Just standing there agape, just, what? (laughs) So as the three of you are standing there just kind of taking this in. Destiny, as you sit down on this bed and and take this stuffed animal into your hands, a small child appears on the bed next to you. And it is Oliver, that same child that you saw the first time. He, He says, so 
I see you've all made your way to our place. That's very nice. We don't we don't get very many visitors on our side, but we do like to go to your side a lot. Uh, um, mother, mother's gone. Yeah, I just got. Mother left. Yeah, it's Some like I'm just staring at her, and like my grip on my like axe has gotten now really, really saying tight. Saying that he's our mother, I'm just like, and he's hurting the children. Glaring. I, uh, uh, I was pretty sure that mother was eating the children. I don't know, absorbing them. I guess. But I'm pretty sure it's this man. This man was doing something bad to mother and making her act out and and hurt us. Where is this man? As you're handing him the stuffed animal, he turns and looks at Sophie and says, The man, the man's outside. Did you not see him when you came in? He's gathering the children. I think he, he wants to finish what he's, he came here to do. I don't really know what it is, but I think it has something to do with the four of you. What happens when he eats you? I mean... Well... <laughs> as you ask him that, he says, well, I can I can kind of show you. And he stands up and he, he walks over to one of the other beds that has one of these burnt stuffed animals on it. And as he picks it up, it just crumbles to dust in his hands. And he says, "That that's what happens when he eats us. Aww. We need to help these <sighs> children. We need to grab all these stuffed animals, save them. As you were saying this, you hear a loud whining cry raise from outside of the building. And Oliver just looks up and he says, Mother! Mother's in pain! And he disappears. this thing that we did. I think it shows an accurate portrayal of what women bring to the table, the gaming table. The whole thing just fell into place like it was meant to be. Becca and Renee were on point. Thanks again, ladies, for playing with us. If you haven't listened to Fate and the Fable Means yet, please do. You can find them on all podcast apps. I promise you will not regret it. And like always, links for everyone's Twitter handles can be found in the description of the show notes. Don't forget to rate, review, and tell your friends about the show. Like a plant, we need food and water and some sunshine to grow. I also want to mention our resident bard, Wes, has been working hard this month on helping to organize the local music festival, Shedfest, to celebrate Woodshed and other local music talents. If you're in the greater Seattle area and interested in going, a link will be provided in the show notes as well. Lastly, thank you so much for listening and making this like a real thing. And without further ado, enjoy the conclusion of The Spectre Seekers. I'm going to look at, uh, at the crew and say, whatever you have to say to me, please let it wait. And then I'm going to run out, out the door and try and go back down to outside. I chase right after her. <laughs>
Yeah. Oh my goodness. I hesitate for a second. I'm so conflicted because I hate ghosts. This thing is getting rid of ghosts. I kind of Just... grab Frida and I'm like, uh, come on. <laughs> this is all so wrong. Everything. This is all bad. I say that as I'm walking out with her. Uh, we're not walking. I, if or you're running, walking, I I, yeah, running. I'm dragging you. Yeah, then. she's dragging you. Yes. <laughs> as the four of you burst outside, you see that Alton's 67 Impala is now standing directly on its tail fender. Holy crap. Straight okay. up and down. Good. And standing at the very top of it is Alton himself. And now his clothes look to be almost like a ghillie suit, just completely shredded, just spaghetti shredded. And as he's kind of- This is a family show. <laughs> his underwear is completely intact. <laughs> but as he's balancing on the top of this car, the pieces of his clothing are just kind of, you know, whipping wildly around him. And this energy, this black, dark energy that's swirling around him and pulsating is drawing spectral energy from what you can see to be the rest of the children in this orphanage that would have been here, you know, when, when all these children died. As you're coming out, you see Oliver materialize a short distance away with a very confused look on his face. And as he does, Alton reaches his hand towards him and starts to pull energy from him as well. And he walks over and joins the other children and they all look entranced and they're all surrounding the base of this, uh, this Impala. And as Alton sees the four of you exit the house, he says, ha, perfect, you're here just in time to watch me consume all of this beautiful energy. And then... I'm already screaming and running at him. Uh. Yeah, Thelma's got that piece of glass and wants to shine her flashlight through the glass at him. As Destiny starts to charge forward, he extends his hand towards her and Destiny, you're you're stopped for a second and you're unable to move. And you feel a little weak for, for half a second as Thelma pulls out her stained glass, I'm assuming shine some light through it, Adam. Yeah, I've got my flashlight, shine it. And that distracts him for long enough for, I would say, are you gonna try and attack him here, Destiny? I'm gonna fly. I'd say we're kind of in battle at this point, so. <laughs> this is like uh, battle? Well, I guess there's no real like initiative in yeah. Monster of the Week. It's more, we just kind of- We just do what we do. I'll try to remember to take turns, give everybody a turn though, so. Destiny starts to fly up towards Alton. Uh, Sophie? Oh, I can kick some butt. So... You're gonna try and attack him? Maybe, yeah. Uh, Maybe throw that pan at him? <laughs> I don't know if I want to throw my pan. I think I would much rather hit him with it and keep it. Standing on top of his me. car, though, he's pretty, yeah, he's about, pretty high up. God, what, what would the length of an Impala be? Probably like... Pretty long. 10 to 12 feet, I would guess? I don't know. I don't know how to judge space. Thinking like maybe two <laughs> people's worth. Yeah, so maybe that's about right. About 10 to 12 feet. Yeah. I hear googling or go googling. Yes. Go googling. Go googling. <laughs> it pulled up the animal. It's like, how long is an Impala? The animal. Like, no, no, thank you. <laughs> how big is this exotic horse? <laughs> Two, why is this all in inches? <laughs> 16.75 feet. 
16 foot. Oh, damn. So, yeah. Yeah, that's law. He's he's Darn. up there. He's up there about 16 feet in the air. I'm super physical. Hockey is my favorite <laughs> All right. sport. All right, I yeah. gonna, like, play hockey. Oh, yeah. Use, your, use your, yeah. your boom to, like, launch yourself up there. Yeah, but I don't want to let go of my frying pan. Okay. Why don't you kick some butt for me? I'm going to kick some booty. And I'd say Destiny, at the same time that she's doing this, if oh, you're no. going to attack him, I'd say you could do the same thing. Okay, yeah, I, I definitely fly up and uh, try to get in range. Uh-oh, I rolled a six. On a miss, go, you go get ahead your and booty experience. kicked instead. <laughs> you suffer no! harm or get captured, but don't inflict I'll, any uh, harm back. I have a um, a never again move. Oh, okay. Which is in combat, I may choose to protect someone without rolling as if I rolled a 10 plus. Okay. But I may not choose to suffer little harm. Oh, so okay. So you're going to save my booty? I can save your booty. Save that booty. <laughs> oh, no! no! We're friends! <laughs> I rolled a... Uh, to kick some butt as well um, as I'm flying in the air and trying to get close and I got a 12 total. Ooh, Booyah. Nice. Now, I know we're at like basic first level, so I don't know if you guys have anything that adds to that when you get a 12 yet, but I know when we level up like that there's things that does. Yeah, and I don't at this point, however, I I think that I'm I'm furious and so I just kind of yell Get away from them and try and inflict three harm on him. Ooh, okay. So, yeah, as you kind of push out with your ghostly powers, uh, ghostly force at him, he pushes back a little bit. He's going to do one damage to you, but he's going to take that that three harm. So you get one harm and he gets three. Perfect. And that was me um, technically using a magical force to inflict terrible harm based off of my... Uh, kick some butt roll. Frida, um, you you used your... Yes. Yeah, so rather than um, you taking the harm, Sophie, uh, <clears throat> Frida basically... Was my human meat shield? Dro- yeah, oh, yeah, drove yes. the, the oh, thanks, attack Frida. towards her while you were... Jabbing him. Jabbing at him. My... So I think the net <laughs> effect my... of this, Thelma, you <laughs> were shining your <laughs> makeshift flashlight stained glass at him. I wanted to bad situation. Uh, I'd say while you're doing that, you could read a bad situation. Because this is a bad situation. So how much harm do I take? Uh, Just one. Just one? Okay. Five. (laughs) Go ahead and mark his experience. Okay. Read a bad situation. On a miss, you might misread the situation. Everything, is, <laughs> example, everything is fine here. It will be totally safe to go investigate alone. <laughs> or you might reveal tactical details to your enemies, which means the keeper can ask the questions above of you. So I'm going to say in this situation, uh, you try to read a bad situation here and you're like, we're doing good. I don't think I need to really worry too much about how things are going here. <laughs> you start to feel at ease a bit, a little complacent. Let's put it that way. The attack on Alton has basically severed his connection to all these children, and as soon as it did, when when you, Sophie, hit him with uh, your stove, and at the same time, Destiny was blasting him with her ghostly powers, he lost his concentration and kind of fell back off of the, the car and is now laying in the grass and looks vulnerable. But as soon as the four of you start to move in towards him. Alton starts to convulse a bit, and the ghost of Mary starts to rise up out of his chest. But 
the ghost of Mary, none of you have seen her so far, but this could not possibly be what she's supposed to look like because her entire spectral form is black. Her, she's gone completely, this, this like energy that like was consuming the other ghost, she looks like it's just completely consumed her, basically. And Alton looks to be pretty rough. Like, he, he looks to be skinnier than he even was before and, uh, you know, like, a little drained. Very dry. <laughs> but other than that, he seems to be breathing and generally alive. But as Mary's spirit separates from him, it pulses outward with that energy and it pushes the four of you back. And other than Destiny, Thelma, Sophie, and Frida, you're all knocked on your butts for a moment. And while... Yes. While you're kind of sitting there, the ghost of Mary floats closer to destiny and tries to reach out with a black tendril of energy and attach itself to destiny. Ah! What are you going to do? I shine my light through the glass at it. As you do that, I'm going to have you roll kick some butt. I rolled an eight. You rolled an eight? uh, This flashlight that you have, you know that if you narrow down the barrel on it, you can get a, a finer point of light and you try that this time through this stained glass and it almost makes it you know down to about a, a quarter size spot and when you hit Alton with it you can or Alton when you hit Mary's form with it everywhere that it touches you can see that it's basically erasing the black and it looks like it is healing that spot a little bit but as you move it away the black comes back comes right back. in behind it and we need a stronger light yikes i also want to um yell down to to her as she's doing this to to keep it up and i want to use magic to try and dispel the the curse more like try and supplement what she's doing with the light with magic okay. of my own so that would be a seven, which means it works imperfectly, and so I'm going to try and uh, separate the curse from the ghost, essentially. I'm trying to separate Mary from whatever the black stuff is. So you get to pick an effect and a glitch, and then I get to say what, like, effect the glitch has, basically. I I would like to uh, separate, for my effect, I would like to separate the 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 two ghosts or two spirits somehow. Okay. For the glitch, I think the duration is short. So we only have a limited window to do something with this. Oh, perfect. Yeah. No, and that's, I mean, yeah. I don't really have to state how that works. Yeah, exactly. So Destiny, as Thelma is hitting Mary's ghost with this light, you see the effect it's having and push out with your your ghost energy and amplify the the effect that it's having and it splits for about a minute the two ghosts and mary's ghost immediately is thank you thank you please you have to you have to cut it off from this realm or destroy it in some way i fear that if if you don't get rid of it tonight this thing might be able to destroy and as uh, you know as she's saying that she's fighting against well this is happening i am running back to my van and i'm gonna turn the light towards you're repositioning yeah uh make me act under pressure Uh, nice i do that thing and i move my car 
Yeah, so you you get your car repositioned so the the lights are pointing directly at this ghost. And the ghosts are the, you know, Mary and the black energy that's now just kind of formless and moving around. And actually, as it's moving around, you can see several different faces showing up in it and going back out. Some of them even seem to be the children, some of the children that were here. You get the light trained on it, but it doesn't really do much. I think that yeah, as they're as they're separated, and I don't know if I'd be able to get there in time at all. I'm in my mind, I'm saying probably not because this doesn't take so. I don't know. They're not separated for too long. Yeah. I take my my iron axe because I know I guess that that will disrupt the location of ghosts. Yes. And basically, I'm running towards them to where as soon as they come back together, I will kick some butt, I guess, and to hit the ghost with the axe to make it leave its current position. Perfect. Okay. To get away from us. Perfect. Maybe knock it towards the van light? Yeah, or basically it disperses ghosts, and then they have to reform somewhere else. Oh. They can't reform where that was. I see. It also does, I don't know how, because I guess it's iron, I don't know if a, if a, if a axe would actually do harm to a ghost. Yeah, no, it's more, it, um, it's more so just, just, yeah. Just a- <laughs> Just dispersing Okay, it. so I guess I'll roll and see. Who's nine. Basically, as these two, as this entity is trying to reform itself into Mary, you strike out with your axe and contact Mary's ghost, and her ghost starts to dissipate, but as it does, you get a bit of feedback from that into the axe, and it kind of burns your hand for a second. Ah! I drop it, I guess. Yeah, and you drop it. Uh, so you take one harm, and Mary is now, the ghost of Mary is gone, but now this this entity is just kind of formlessly floating there, and it starts to make its way towards destiny. Yikes. Thelma, you've got this small chunk of glass sitting about 10 feet away from you in the glass, or in the grass, almost said glass again, in the grass, uh, by the house is a piece of this stained glass window that has been broken out from the inside and it's a emerald green and it's about a foot long by about six inches wide. Pick it up and then try to get back to the van in front of the van. I'm gonna have you roll act under pressure. Which I get to use that as sharp for some reason. Um, Oh yeah yeah, because I've read about this sort of thing. Yep. Eight. Eight? Oh, I like. I, 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 know, I know what I'm gonna do. Yeah, exactly, exactly. As you go and you run and grab this glass, you pick it up and you do so so quickly that it cuts one of your hands, and you're only able to carry it with the other hand now because you're you're bleeding and you need to hold mm-hmm. that hand tight, and it it hinders you from getting back to the van as fast. But I'd say Sophie, I you probably one, see this like happening, and I, I'd give you a chance to help out. I'm gonna help out. I got nine. So my help grants them plus one to their role, but I also expose myself uh, to trouble or danger. You see Thelma coming and uh, you jump out of the van to go help her. And this entity, as it's heading towards destiny, sees you jump out and it starts to kind of almost split itself into two at both of you. Yikes. yikes, yikes, yikes. <laughs> but you and Thelma are able to kind of get this glass and you're about to start positioning it in front of the van's headlights. Uh, Destiny, is there anything you want to do before they, they get this thing shining? Um, I <laughs> uh, kind of want to get out of the way. It's probably a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I'm going to, I think I'm going to uh, like kind of try and throw myself backwards and um, land in the grass farther away if I can. Okay. 
Okay, I see. I think you see all this happening, and you're able to to do that pretty easily without you know having to worry about it. You're not you're not necessarily like just trying to help anybody or do anything on your way out. Just get out of the way of this plan that they're enacting. And as uh, Sophie and Thelma get this piece of glass up in front of the headlights, the green light as it touches this entity looks to be like it's it's boiling it. This entity almost had a liquid quality as it was shapelessly moving around. As this light hits it, it starts to bubble and steam. I think it's working. Frida, I'd say you're you're able to get your axe off the ground at this point and you're I mean, you're right there. This light's not going to do anything to you really. It's just light. Yeah. You're about 5 feet away from this thing now and as it's contracting itself back in and being hurt, it's kind of whipping out wildly. I'd say it's gonna try and whip out at you. This is so sad. I got a five? Oh, man. Oh, wait, bud, this is again so six. Doesn't make it any better. Uh, go, go ahead and mark experience. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Yikes. So you are not able to get out of the way in time and you take one harm. And this thing gashes you across one shoulder. And you feel where it, where it hit you, you feel... I don't know if you've ever had stinging nettle, but it kind of basically leaves some little tiny barbs in your skin and they burn really Yikes. badly. Uh oh, okay. <laughs> As this light is kind of burning this, uh, this entity, Destiny, are you gonna try and, I mean, you were able to amplify the small light. You might reasonably guess that you could probably amplify the big light as well. Got it, yeah. So I'm gonna do the same thing and try to like pull it apart and that's gonna be an eight. So, um, I think, let's see, um, I'm scrolling back to use magic to see if I want to pick a different glitch this time, but I'm going to try and do the same thing to pull okay. it apart. Um, and I think that, ugh, I just threw myself out of the sky. I am feeling a little bit drained and tired, and I think I take one harm. Okay. As you reach out with your your spectral energy and try to amplify this light and help split this, you know, this being and get it, kill it, basically, you start to feel some of the energy draining from you. And there's a moment where it almost feels like your tr power is transferring into this entity and it's starting to come back into you, but you're able to push through that with one final push and as you do this entity just explode basically it seems to vaporize in front of you and almost turn to a fine steam and then disappear and as this happens you you all start to notice that the the woods around you are slowly going back to normal everything's fading kind of back and the sun's actually starting to come up above the trees you know just that first light of morning it's kind of a reddish almost blood red glow at the top of the trees on the horizon and as you look back to the house you can see now that Pretty much everything that was wrong with the house, except for the windows that you were blown out of, has gone back to normal, as if it never happened. And as you start to look around, Evelyn, from inside the van, you know, she opens the door and comes out and she says, That was amazing! <laughs> what? I fall asleep. Okay, yeah, yeah, you just pass right out. Okay, yeah. <laughs> In the grass, yeah. So, and she says, What? Oh. Yeah. Your friend looks really out of it, and oh, you, Frida, you're, you look to be pretty 
cut pretty bad. Would you, should we go inside? Let's, let's go inside and patch you up. And she tries to, you know, gather you up and Alton from the ground starts to, to stir a little bit and just kind of moaning. <laughs> and he's just like, oh, what, what happened? Uh, 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 I feel like crap. What happened? And uh, Sophie and Thelma are kind of the only ones left, like, standing at the moment. I asked asked Thelma if she wants to help me carry him in. So I'd say you guys get everybody inside. Everybody kind of starts to patch themselves up. I try to make a sandwich. Yeah, yeah, you immediately go for the kitchen. Make everybody food. Yeah. (laughs) Make the most for yourself first. Comfort food. Yeah. But as you're, you know, you're starting to patch yourselves up, you're, you're sitting there and Mary's ghost kind of just materializes in the center of the room and surrounding her. I wait, I have a question. I'm so sorry. Did someone bring me? No, no, I'd say, I'd say, yeah, everybody, you know, they, they probably carried you in first and then went back for Alton. (laughs) Alton's just kind of getting some, some tea from Evelyn and just trying to breathe at this point. (laughs) If there's coffee, I'll wake up again. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, she's probably bringing (laughs) coffee. So Mary materializes in the center of the room, surrounded by all the children. And Oliver is standing in front of the children, and he says to all of you, he says, Thank you all so much. You you helped Mother, but unfortunately, we were were all hurt a lot by by that thing, and we're not going to be able to visit our old home anymore. We're going to have to stay, stay in our world now. Ugh. Good. I mean, no <laughs> glare. Look, so we all kind of glare at her. No, it's, it's whatever your unfinished <laughs> business is. Take care of it. Go be in peace. Stop haunting things, okay? Oh, we never had any unfinished business. We just liked it here. We didn't. Oh, well, I no. guess we did have unfinished business in the sense that we didn't want to leave. Life was fun for us for the most part. Fair. Until we got sick. Uh, she feels conf- so conflicted about everything that's happening. Thelma says this <laughs> this is their home. Yeah. You know. But as he, he finishes saying this, they all, all the children fade away first and it leaves Mary standing there and she looks at all of you and kind of gives you all a little bow and just says, thank you and disappears. <laughs>